done this, but have you forgotten what words say? Like, it says Invincible Iron Man. It is the Invisible Iron Man. That's what I said. Invisible Iron Man. <laughs> he's he's he not flies Sue Storm. He so fast, he's invisible. I don't think that's his power, Greg. He's not the Prince of Power? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> like, how... <laughs> I guess it's enunciation. Not that you've ever made fun of me for that before. He's the invisible Iron Man. Hey, by the way, we have a new podcast listener. We do. Yeah. How do you know? Well, because I I have a coworker that has a no, but I have a coworker (laughs) that has a podcast. Oh, should I like shout her podcast out because she listened to us? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it has nothing to do redacted. with comics. <laughs> yeah, it has every redacted. <laughs> if this part goes blank, you'll know what's up. No, her podcast <laughs> is called Ed Up, Ed Tech. She talks about educational technology. If you're a nerd like me who does that for work, it's kind of cool. I'm not sure that there's a lot of crossover with our listeners, but I thought it was really nice that she listened to our podcast. That is cool. And she said we were kind of funny. I don't know if that was I- an endorsement or not. I mean, I, I I tend to think we're funny all the time. I mean, but it's it's nice to hear other people think we're funny unless it's just like, hey, you guys are real funny. Ha, ha, ha. I don't um, think she meant that. It seemed it seemed genuine. I mean, but, you know, who people knows? used to say we we're real funny in high school, too, Dan. People used to say we we're funny all the time. I don't, I don't think, think people said we I was funny. I think people said you were funny. <laughs> I don't recall anybody ever saying I was funny. I don't know. <laughs> I tried to like uh, I tried to cut like a <laughs> I was doing something for work during our three months hiatus and I was supposed to do a video mm-hmm. and somebody asked me to talk about this program I was building and yeah. I was so intense the guy said can you do that again but do it in a way that doesn't make people think you want to kill them oh no not again yeah that whole funny book forensics thing that whole debater thing kicks right in anytime i talk about things it's pretty intense just like it's going straight for the jugular i don't i don't think you were the one yeah i think you were the one they were saying was funny okay i I don't know is funny the right word or is goofy the right word i'm not really you know goofy funny it's similar but not the same yeah yeah, it's, it's, but it's so nice similar, to know that somebody <laughs> listened to us and is it in the thesaurus like <laughs> under funny it's in the dinosaur next to funny yes okay the dinosaur fair. yeah yeah see these are the clever witticisms that bring people back after a three-month hiatus to our podcast yeah it's very like, important that we start this way they come back you know, and they're I, like, whoa you guys are funny Talking about dinosaurs and invisible Iron Mans. Here's what I will say. What? I've been following since we did the one issue of Iron Man. And, and just as a refresher, since it has been three months, we started yeah. with issue 120, the beginning of a demon in the bottle storyline. Yeah. I will say if you go back a couple of issues uh, before that to uh, David Michelini and Bob Layton's run on the book, um, I, it wouldn't hurt you to go back a couple issues before no, no. Uh, issue 120, I think, and start. So we talked about that in the last episode, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time there. But I will say, you know, go to the start of their run and read forward, maybe. But we're only going to be covering 120 to the end of the Demon in the Bottle storyline. So that's what we're working with. And I've also been following Bob Layton on Twitter. Do people still follow people on Twitter or is that not okay anymore? I don't know. I, I haven't been on in a while. I don't know if he has a check mark or not. I like I could I can I, look at I don't that. know how that whole thing works anymore. I think I think they like, you know, they they 
Um, they took it away. They is it like a check minus? I used yeah. to get those in schoolwork. I think it's like when you're trying to play Fortnite and you got to pay to play to win. I don't know anything about Fortnite, so you know. I mean, I I, I haven't paid played I haven't played in a long time, and then I like tried to log in and I was like, oh. I, I, can't I just know play. that Fortnite's that thing that like half my people, uh, friends are addicted to. Like it's it's yeah. insane. So I don't play. Oh, Bob Layton does not have a check mark. Oh, then he's a norm. He's a normal. He's a normal. apparently there's also a Bob Layton that was a news director and anchor and award winning TV editorialist. Oh, and I think Bob Layton was also a award winning editor. So oh, the same that person. could be confusing. Yeah. Could be. I don't see a check mark, but I honestly, I really love Bob Layton's uh, Twitter. He talks about Iron Man all the time. So, okay. if you want to know about Bob Layton's run on Iron Man, you can just follow that Twitter, and he's putting a bunch of the suits up all the time, different things. It's mm. it's, it's kind of neat. And so, since I started deep diving Iron Man and this era of Iron Man, this has been a really neat find. I I really That's like cool. following his his Twitter. So I'll I'll jump that out there for everybody. Neat. He describes himself as considered the definitive Iron Man creator. Uh huh. It was the capitalized artist the. and editor for Marvel, Valiant, and DC Comics. K drama fan. So apparently he watches Korean dramas. Oh, hey. All right. Screenwriter for film and TV. Mm-hmm. And he says mature sex symbol. Interesting. I, I do find that interesting. I'm not sure. I, I mean, so I, like, you uh, know, like if, um, like, like the Golden Girls. No, I think oh. he's trying to. Uh, no, I don't think it's golden. Maybe, maybe. I was kind of thinking he was going like for Blanche? daddy character. Daddy character, you know. Oh, oh, da- oh daddy. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, we'd have to. I mean, m- maybe if Mr. Layton wants to be on the podcast someday, he could come on and talk to us about Iron Man. After this two minutes, probably that's never happening. But, you know, it it could. He I could see. always. Yeah. He could always want to come on and talk about his sex symbol status. You dream made him daddy. a golden girl and I made him a daddy. So <laughs> I don't know. Daddy. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Was it there? Oh, wait, what was the golden girl show that uh, the guys won that nobody watched? That's empty I, nest. Empty he, nest. He could have yeah. been on empty nest. Yeah, it could have been I, on was empty like nest. the male golden girls, right? Male golden girls. Yeah, it was, it was definitely the male golden girls. Um, I, I never really watched that, so I couldn't really tell you, but it had a great cast. I just never watched it, but I think um, that's the consensus over time is one re- is remembered and one isn't, but maybe Bob Layton could have been on empty nest. Yeah. Yeah. It's could've possible. Been. Well, anyway, when we left last <laughs> left Iron Man, he was he underwater. was invisible. He was not invisible. He oh. was very much visible. Oh, okay. Uh, Namor had beaten the shit out of him. Oh my gosh, that's right. And I've already sunk yeah. him. Da- yeah. You got us that rating now. Now we got to put. The I know. Now I got to put my top. explicit up. I know. I, well, you know, I just have to get one cuss word so I can put the explicit in because we know more people buy stuff if it has like the explicit rating. Yeah, because we want to be XXX stream. Like wow. HBO MAXX, which is now MAXXX instead of HBO, because I don't even want to get into that. Why am I transitioning to that? I don't know, That's a lot. dude. Yeah. You just like went off the rails. I, I know you're shocked that I would go off the rails. I let's you know. So Iron Man's underwater. Yeah, he was, which it, is crazy because he's in an iron suit and it would just sink like a rock. And his power battery was gone. Oh man! So his shields were down. His little glass thing right, popped, and, and he couldn't find his magic lantern in the 
to say because he's underwater, so he can't say in brightest day and blackest night. He said, yeah, so you couldn't find that power battery to recharge the uniform. Wait a minute, I think you're talking the wrong comic book. Oh, are you sure? The lantern? Well, I mean, have you have you seen how Iron Man powers his uniform? I don't know. Like last we saw it, it came out of a suitcase. Yeah, that's true. But I don't think he uses a giant Hot Wheels track. <laughs> it's oh. entirely possible. <laughs> what if it was an underwater giant Hot Wheels track? Oh, OK, OK. Could be. Maybe Could be. he would. Maybe he was using the paint, the plane to recharge it. And that's why the plane crashed. Oh, my gosh. That's why they threw a tank into it. Well, last time I would say last issue though that last yeah. I got to fly in first class three times since this we last podcasted. Oh my upgraded. gosh! And let me tell Baller. you, my experience in first class was not like what you saw in this comic. You didn't get a tank issue. thrown into your plane. I did not get a tank thrown into the airplane. That did not happen. Didn't get uh, a full the meal. guy in front of me flung his seat back so hard that it threw my tablet off that rest thing they put on the oh, seats now no. into my lap. That's terrible. And then said, oh, I didn't know I had to tell you when I was moving my seat back. <laughs> I was like, dude, just don't like push it back so hard. Everything goes flying. Like, I feel like there's middle ground here. <laughs> yeah, it's a, there, there should be like this whole thing called common sense. I think a lot of people just don't have it anymore. And it's not me being like, uh, <laughs> like, like a you're jerk. Being old. It's right not me now. being an old jerk. It's just like. Get off my lawn. No, it's just like you are in a chair and you're sharing the same space with somebody behind you. You not saying you have to be super delicate with the chair. You just have to think about it. Like if the chair in front of you is doing the same thing and your chair is connected to that chair or the, 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 the thing that's in front of you that's holding your stuff is connected to the chair in front of you. The chair behind you would be using the same thing that's connected to your chair the thought process in my head, but again, a lot of people don't have that kind of common sense. They're too tired. They have other things going through their head. I am sure there's a million scenarios to, 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 to jump to his defense. And I'm sure, I'm sure they're all great. It just wasn't thinking about you at the time, Dan. I'm so sorry. I don't think he was thinking about much of anything because he reclined his seat before we even took off, which. Oh, well then he was probably already drinking before he got on the plane. Well, they did give me drinks, so that was cool. Oh, hey, hey. That was probably the only similarity between what we saw. Yeah, I oh, and the flight attendant. <laughs> the flight attendant was very nice, actually. Yeah? Okay. I, yeah, we were delayed. Did you throw some actually... old lady out of the out of the bathroom? No, I did not. Oh, I did okay. not throw any old ladies out of the bathroom. That that didn't to happen. To change into your Iron Man suit, wouldn't that be hilarious? Nah, if you I'm had one it? of those guys that only uses the airplane, the the bathroom on a flight if it's like a flight over like six or seven hours, right? Like I think like, I I'm gonna hold it because I got an yeah. iron bladder. Yeah, I just the airplane <laughs> bathroom. It's just it's not first class. Let's just say that. I mean, there's, it might there's be in first, first class, class, but it's not first class. Bathroom. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's nice that they have them. Don't get me wrong. And it's nice true. that they're there when you it's, need them. When, when you, you need them, them, they're good to have. Yeah. It's also nice to have just the first class bathroom all just to the first class people. I kind of like that. You're like, they stay back. The please. Away from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see you up here. And I'm so, like, sorry, Dan. I'm back here. With, I'm double. I'm double finger gun in my nose. I got two. I got two index fingers up my nostrils, and I'm like, I'm having a great time back here. Yeah, because that's what's gonna so, happen when we go on our trip. 
You're going to put uh, me in well, the back. Hopefully, well, we'll see. We, we can talk yeah, about that curtain. later, but yeah, <laughs> who knows? I don't, I think I may get us better seats than that if we actually book it. But anyway. Okay. Um, so we're looking at Iron Man number 121. We're actually going to talk about this comic book. Oh, uh, not just an invisible podcast. So first off, in. we get a fantastic Bob Layton <laughs> cover before we get Bob Layton, Bob Layton making John Romita Jr. look great. That's true. So uh, as as you might have heard in the past, I'm not a super big fan of John Romita Jr. John Bye. Romita. John oh Romita, yes, John Romita yeah. Jr., not so much in dance But books. Bob Lane does an amazing job making his pencils look great. So Yeah, they do look really good. But in I mean, this case, the cover is all Bob Layton. So yeah, we've it, got a nice Bob Layton penciled and inked cover. And mm-hmm. we've got Iron Man bending giant guns on a ship. Yeah. And we've got bullets bouncing off Namor. I didn't know Namor <sighs> was bulletproof. There's a lot about Namor you don't know. That's fair. That's fair. He lives in the ocean. He lives in a pineapple under the sea. Uh, he definitely doesn't live where they show him in that Wakanda movie. Yeah, <laughs> he's and... Namor, wing feet. <laughs> but just as a reminder, too, this is sort of a mini tie-in with Wakanda Forever because we're at, we, they found an island with vibranium under uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it is sort of like the Wakanda Forever movie. It's it's interesting that that we get into that. But there's no Black Panther and there's no Wakandans. So there's that. Yet. We just have that old dude that lives there. Yes. Well, we can flip off the cover to the first page and we've got, <laughs> hey, he's under he's underwater still. That's good. And uh, we've got also a credits bubble with David Michelini, plot and writer, John Romita Jr. Pencils, Bob Layton, plot and finished art. John Costanza, Costanza letters. Fantastic. I love John Costanza letters. I'm, I'm actually serious about that. And Carl mm-hmm. Gafford on colors. Like, Which, these are some of my favorite folks right there. And these colors are amazing. Like this, this page is freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder like, and we're on the electronic version. You know, obviously I can't afford to buy these. Well, I probably could afford to buy them, but I'm not going to choose to buy it's these. so books. bright. Uh, but yeah, these are really bright. I think when they recolor them electronically, you get a lot more depth in the shading, but yeah, it's also, um, I mean, we have Roger Stern as the editor and Jim sharpshooter editor in chief <laughs> who broke in writing what book, huh? Who broke huh. in writing what, what? Uh, oh, it was one of those, uh, Oh, um, oh, cause we read one of his books already. You've forgotten. He wrote yeah. into action comics and who, what, what superhero group did he break in writing? Uh, it was that one group that, you know, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of them and they got a couple their, of these. Their history is way too confusing for anybody there's, to relaunch some of and nobody can get some of them the book. And, it's so boring. Yeah. There's, and then there's like a, uh, he eats a bad apple or something like that. And, right. And it's just, it's always too, it's the same group that has like the top 10 characters and the stupidest powers articles every time yeah, for CBR because then, CBR and, has zero originality in their writing. Superboy used to hang out with them at one point, I guess. Superboy did hang. They actually kicked Superboy out of his own book. They said, get out of here. We're too good for you. They were also the number two selling comic for DC Comics in 1982, 1983, and 1984. Not that I know that or anything. Not that you know that or anything. Yeah. Just a a small little smidgen. Well, anyway, we wouldn't want to focus on that. That's that's the past now. Yeah. (laughs) They're like Jim cult. Shooter's like the 19th editor in a row for Marvel Comics at this point. And 
everybody else was gone, right? Like in 1979, like, like, like what, like six people in a row had quit, (laughs) including Marv Wolfman. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm not doing that job. (laughs) Like, I'm out. He's like, gone, done, out. Then, then Jim Shooter actually stays the editor for a while, but it's, Mm -hmm. you know, his, his run has mixed reviews. Eh, You know, I think that's the best statement I could say about that. Yeah. 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 Mixed reviews. But I liked a lot of the comics that came during this time. So I don't know. You liked a lot more of them because you read a lot more of them. I think it's just that's what I was. That's what I was force fed. I mean, that's what I was bought. Well, we've got (laughs) Iron Man underwater. And yeah, I'm not going to read all this scripting because he's it's a lot of underwater and he his suits malfunctioning. Black death. He's dying. Yeah, and then it's all those bubbles. we get to the next page and we've got more him thinking about dying in the water. Oh, no. And here's Namor like <laughs> Namor grabs him and just throws him down. <laughs> I'm going to kill you more. <laughs> now you, you will be invisible. Iron Man. <laughs> You're drowning. <laughs> yeah. Now we flip to Rhodey and Bethany, right? Mm-hmm. And they're flying in on a helicopter to see what's going on. Because as you'll know, they they got together last issue and decided to go see what tony was doing i mean iron man was doing yeah well i mean you know something happens with with tony you don't you don't know 100 percent what's going on obviously tony's well only one of them knows that iron man is tony too like yeah yeah something's wrong with tony gotta go find find him iron man it's convenient how that stuff works together yeah it's it's almost like he might give away his secret identity in like the second to last page of this issue or something like that maybe (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's possible it could happen <laughs> not to foreshadow not to not to spoiler a book that's like really old compared oh, to them. no but that's okay so anyway they're flying in the chop they're flying in the helicopter they near the ship and all of a sudden <laughs> um all right so giant <laughs> turret guns start mm-hmm. shooting at the helicopter pow, pow, pow. yeah just like right off the boats they I mean just, and it's pretty amazing. And Rhodey gets shot by one of these giant turret guns, but it is just a little tiny bullet and it goes through uh, his arm. Shrapnel, maybe shrapnel. Uh, maybe so. That's po- that's possible. You would think these giant turret guns could hit a helicopter. Ka-ka! Yeah, I, I'd feel like I feel like we've got like stormtrooper accuracy going on here. I think it's, oh, yeah, is not so great. But anyway, um, Beth grabs the chopper stick and gets them to land in the water. And then they get captured by the other bad guys but the army the not army army yeah the not army army not military military because like they're a mixture of like army navy air force marines yes it's a great place it's a great place to start what yeah you remember those commercials right uh be all you can be and army uh, navy no 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 it's army navy air force marines it's a great place a great place to start what you don't remember those it's like back in the 80s. Yeah. And they would have like all the different. Maybe that wasn't one of their better campaigns. All of them would. Co- I just remember uh, the Go Army and the uh, Be All You Can Be. Yeah. How come they never do in like my... the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard? <laughs> it's a great I don't know. These guys kind of look more like Coast Guard to they me. They do. I mean, they do. Or maybe Merchant Marines. Oh, Merchant Marines. Well, anyway, we've anyway. gotten. <laughs> we flipped the page and. And my favorite thing is happening because there are no page numbers at the bottom of these pages. Oh, your favorite thing. Yes. Why have page numbers? <laughs> like, why give me any, any indication of where I'm at in the book? Because, you know, you don't really need it. 
But Iron Man wakes up and he gets a full view of Namor's feet. (laughs) No, no, we get a view of Namor's ankles. He's looking up. He's got a full frontal of Namor. Yeah, he's like, what? He's like, I just saw Namor's tidy green scaly pants. What? (laughs) Scaly pants. Well, he's sitting on the beach and we get a view of Namor's wings on his feet. Yes. Why does he have wings on his feet, Dan? I don't know. We discussed this last time. I have no idea. It makes <laughs> no sense. Out by now. No, I have not it's, figured this out by now. Like he's him, a mutant. It's to help and his him fly mutant in the power water. is to have wings on his feet. It helps him fly in the like, water. He should already be able to swim underwater, right? Like that, um, that's, it helps him that, fly. That's not a mutant. Like power. he's like Hermes, but in the water. Right. Like, I mean, they rewrote <laughs> him in the 80s to be the first mutant, right? Like that was how they did that, right? Or was I, that I the think 60s? So, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, but that's how they justified his existence, right? That's why they said he was in the Timely Comics back before Marvel even existed, right? Mm-hmm. And then they became Marvel. And now they wanted to use Namor. And he's, oh, we'll just make him the first mutant, even though there were no mutants then. They were just superheroes, right? Yes. But he's the first mutant, right? But he's from Atlantis, so nobody knew. So he couldn't have gone to Dr. Xavier's school because... He didn't need it. It's kind of grumpy, too. I mean, oh, Namor's really. always grumpy. I mean, look at he's got that giant ass widow's peak. He's got wings on his feet. He's got all these. He's green underwear. I mean, and he has naturally angry eyebrows, too. Oh, like, yeah. Naturally always angry. like Ba-bam, very and grumpy. pointy ears. So, I mean, it's like it's like all the things, all the things. But <laughs> Iron Man rescues again, pulls him to the uh, <laughs> or, I mean, Namor rescues him, pulls him to the sand. And he's like. Well, you deserve a noble death, even though you attacked poor Hiram Dobbs, the the hermit on the island. And, yeah. And, uh, if you choose your continue your aggression, you'll be forced to bring about. And as you'll recall, this is where they had a giant fight scene in Wakanda Forever, right? Fighting on the the beach, right? Mm-hmm. But that that's not going to happen here because even though that this story may be inspired that story, it's not exactly how this story goes. So this is why you read the original comics and you watch the movies because you get to see where things came from, but in this case, a uh, different story. So now we've Makes got sense. Hiram Dobbs. Have you even watched Wakanda forever yet? I have not watched it yet. Uh, I'm just I'm spoiling that. To... Oh, that's okay. It's okay. It. I was trying to yeah. get Anne to watch it with me and she's like, no, I'm not watching right now. You know, um, you... I'm just going to watch it myself. So <laughs> why don't you watch it with grandma? Grandma doesn't want to watch anything except I for, think... except for sumo wrestling and, uh, and the Japanese police drama. <laughs> I want to do a sumo watch along podcast with Baba. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that has to happen. It'd be, it'd be something. She'd be yelling a lot. <laughs> that would, a lot of yelling. That would make my freaking universe. Oh my like, gosh. That would be amazing. Yeah. Would, I, I just I'm want sure. her to explain sumo to us. Oh, um, they, they fight and then they throw salt. They throw salt. Then they fight. One person loses and the other person disgraced. Right, but I want her to explain all the rules no, to us. No, right? no, no, like no. That's thrown that's, out that's, of the that circle. Is the, and that is getting... the, the extent of um, the explanation I've gotten from her. Okay. Disgrace forever. <laughs> well, you lose, you lose. Wow. Disgraced. Don't don't lose. You're losing. Apparently. Well, uh, Hiram put chimes in on the next page. Oh, he yeah. says, now... You just wait a cotton picking minute, Sonny. This here's my island, and I didn't want to no one get hurt. Uh, apparently, Hiram Dobbs has picked up like an interesting southern vernacular while he lived alone on an island. Yes. 
And we're going to find out where he's from in a few minutes. And so that even I'm makes really it not more understanding where the Southern accent comes from. Well, you know, he, he, I do believe Mrs. Mr. Dobbs is just a, you know, stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dobbs just stereotype. I mean, as we analyze books written for kids, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> However, I don't think these, I mean, this demon in a bottle storyline was not written for little kids. So no, it was written for older children, mainly in their, their late twenties and early thirties and and late forties. So it happens to be where we're looking at this. And anyway, we're finding that uh, there's some stuff beneath the mountain and some uh, petrochemical waste have been deposited there under this mountain. Mm -hmm. And uh, Namor didn't like that, so he came to check it out. He got poisoned. Yeah. And then Hiram Dobbs rescues him from the water, nurses him back to health. I like that he was fishing, and he probably was like, oh, my God, I got a big one. And he's like, yeah. oh, shit, not another man. I love the fact <laughs> that he was fishing, too, when he rescues Namor. He's like, damn it, not another man fish. Last also, time like was old Greg. Also, like, don't you think he'd have a better fishing pole than that? I mean, it's just like a stick. Don't judge. He could Some of the best him. fish. Some of the best fishing gets caught with with. The, the darndest things. <laughs> well, now we get the reveal. Are you ready? Yes. Iron Man says this island has been used by the military for years as a secret disposal for area for nuclear byproducts. If Mr. Dobbs stays here much longer, they could kill him. And he says, look, Sonny, I didn't know <laughs> what kind of bull cookies they've been feeding you. But I ain't never seen soldier boys on this island till this morning. And I've been living here more than 20 years. So, oh no! Ah, we've got a reveal. It's not the army; they're lying, Greg. Uh oh! Oh no! Oh, turn the page. New scene. I did. New scene. New scene. All right. Well, the fake army is patching Rhodey up, and they said the wounds aren't fatal. That's good. Yeah. Oh, lucky. Yeah. And then uh, they turn around, and Beth beats one up, and Rhodey hits one and hits the scientist, <laughs> the, the doctor that's fixing him up. That's, like, that's take like a bad that. idea. I feel like I beat up just the guard and probably keep the doctor. If somebody shot my arm. Well, you know, you can't That's trust pretty amazing definition on roadie for somebody who just arm just got torn in half too. Yeah. And then, you know, boom, well, you know, he's roadie, but they, uh, anyway, Punched now we've got glasses. Now I've got the next page. Uh, Beth and roadie have figured this out. Beth's like uncle Sam, my butt, they'd have recognized my security clearance if they were uncle Sam. Oh. And we get into the room and we've got a villain. <gasps> no yes we do uh he says we're not precisely naval personnel and we have few compunctions against harming civilians now would you care to put that weapon down slowly <laughs> and there's a big sign behind him that says roxon r-o-x-x-o-n which ah. means roxon is extreme it sounds like something like exxon Oh, yeah. Hmm. And this is way before the Exxon Valdez. Yeah. Pouring oil into the ocean, into the, into the Alaskan. But I'm sure there's been some tanker leaks. You know, I didn't. That's a good call out. Yeah. Um, I bet there's a, probably a web page that says every time Exxon had a tanker leak. Oh, probably. It's been a lot. Or when, uh, you know, one of those uh, little uh, drilling 
stations, you know, the oil rigs, you know, has a, has a problem and blows up and they have to put a, um, garbage ball into the hole to block all the oil from coming up. One, of course, the first thing I see when I look this up is Exxon Valdez. So I'm not yeah. hitting a lot right off, but I mean, that was way after this story. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 89, but yeah, I just, anyway, well, not getting anything off, but I'm sure there had been some oil spills. So oh, maybe yes. it wasn't Exxon, but clever rocks on. That's ah, good. Good, good catch there. Like that's, uh, I didn't catch that one. And he, then he just spells it out. If yeah, it will oh, facilitate yeah. your surrender, Ms. Cabe, we represent rocks on oil and we're in the process of stealing an island on whose foundation is comprised of a unique element known as vibranium. Whoa. Like, Okay, so we've just <laughs> okay. Well, the plot's here. We're here. We're good. Yeah, just laid it all out. Put it right there so on the page. We really just needed this page. Yeah, and then we're good. Yeah, that was the whole story. This is what this is what's going down. Ooh, children, what's that sound? I also think this page really illustrates. And by the way, <laughs> can I just Big say business that? corporations? <laughs> well, oh. yeah, there's that part. That, yeah, not yeah. the point I was going to make. Oh. Uh, but oh, that weird. yes. Um, it also illustrates how Guns. amazing Bob Layton's inks are. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> there yes. is that. Uh, yeah. not, and and maybe John Romita Jr. was good once. So, like, I can't discount that. That rocks but inside. I don't yeah. think so, because there's a lot of shadows in those faces and those weird lined faces I don't like and that he does. And they can't all be inked out. Like, if you look at the henchman, that's one, two in from the left. Uh-huh. That's a John Romita Jr. face right there. Yeah. That generic ass, m- elongate things, move things in. <laughs> just awful. Like, can't stand it. Just generic is all hell. No the distinction. Face. Lazy ass drawing. Like, and admittedly, I can't pencil for shit. So, yeah. I, mean, I mean, hard for me to criticize. I'm also not being published by a major comic book publisher for 40 years. So sure. there's there's that. Uh but I don't think John Romita Jr. is ever coming on our podcast. No. <laughs> he comes Sadly. on to defend himself. Uh, but and another thing, you guys. You when only there's, have when, two <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah. When there, when there is uh, opportunity for Leighton to ink, like on those faces in the panel yeah. above, you can really see it. Even though you can still see some of the facial structure in Rhodey in that panel above it um, uh-huh. that I'm talking about from Romita Jr., right? Yeah, but you can really see where the inking and the shadowing comes in, or should I say finishing? Because I believe that's how Bob Layton labeled it. Because mm-hmm. he's not Fini- just yeah. a fucking tracer. No, he's a finisher. He, he he's a finisher. So we've got Finish the plot you. now. What I was gonna yeah. say about the yeah. plot reveal is this. Okay, I so mean, the the overarching plot is focused on Tony Stark and his alcohol addiction, right? right. And we're getting the subtle hints of it. So the plots in these uh, in this storyline are a little bit more subtle, though. Well, I will say this is like the first time we get rocks and oil and uh-huh. rocks and oil becomes a long term Iron Man villain that that Leighton will go back to. Right. So and and finishes out a lot of the story here over the next few issues. So welcome rocks and oil Yay. and a new villain. Welcome to the party. And I love the 70s comics, even though this is late 70s, because <laughs> just like the you know, so the, the just like the Green Lantern drug comic issues, right? The yeah. corporation is the villain, right? Remember oh, yeah. there it was the the drug company that was making the heroin, right? And sending yeah. it to the streets. But they were had the front that they were a legitimate drug company. Now we uh-huh. have the front. that These guys are a legitimate oil company. 
but they're just trying to, they're just thieving the vibranium. And I will say this too, like we have this whole kind of uh, subplot before, or is it after? I don't even want to talk, but there's, there's a subplot like about whether or not Tony's company will get taken over. I think that was right before these issues, right? Oh yeah. If I screwed it up and it's in the future of these issues, then I really messed up. It started to get dropped out um, slightly before. Yeah, it was right before. So, I mean, yeah. that's been going on too. So this whole corporate takeover, corporation thing. Oh yeah, they tried mm-hmm. to Shield tried to take them over, which was Yeah, because funny. of the um the amount of stock that he had and he he was he gifted some of it out and it, And if it happens after this dear listeners, I apologize. I got my order out and I spoiled a little bit of the future, but I'm I'll stop talking about it so I don't feel I don't spoil the storyline. I won't I won't tell you what happens. I'm just telling you it was a plot point and we'll just go from there. So you don't know what will happen. It's so sad. Well, anyway, now we get one of the funniest scenes ever in (laughs) comics on the next page because we've got Iron Man charging his suit with a gas power generator. Uh, It's just like when you see uh, like a um, electric car getting getting a gas generator. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, this is taking forever. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I know. It's kind of slow. I want to know where they got the gas on the island where Hiram's been living for like ever. Actually, okay. So you go back to an old episode of G.I. Joe I remember watching. And if you get enough olive oil, you can turn it into fuel. (laughs) Okay. They go back in time and end up in Greece, Dan. And And they refined olive oil. They refined the olive oil and turn it into gas. Okay. Which does it. It's a big stretch. But it works. They could have just made alcohol, I'm sure. But they didn't want to say that in front of kids. So they used olive oil. Well, since we got the rocks and oil reveal. (laughs) Yes, they're using a gas generator, I guess. So now since we got the rocks and oil review, now ironically, hypocritically, Iron Man's using a gas generator. But anyway, now we get into the next page. We're getting the history of Hiram. All right. Oh, yeah. So. Hiram grew up in in small town, Indiana, that became big town, Indiana, big city, which I assume that would be Indianapolis since it's Indiana. And I see a sign that says Flint up there, but that's Michigan. right? So, <laughs> yeah, Flint is Flint is in Michigan. Um, I mean, there may be a Flint, Indiana. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, these are the They're things that we look up live on the, the podcast. And these huh? are the things we look up live on the podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. So of course. About geography. Yeah. I typed in know. Flint, Indiana, and I've got uh, Flint. Jackson Township, Indiana. There is a Flint, Indiana. Um, is it a big city is, or a small city? It is not a big city. Uh, it's in zip code 46703 and only has one zip code. Oh. Flint is a small, unincorporated community located west of Angola in Jackson Township, Steuben County, Indiana. <laughs> a post office was established at Flint in 1850 and remained in operation until it was discontinued in 1907. <laughs> okay. So. So this is, uh, man, he could have just stayed in a small town. Uh, it never I, I got any see, bigger. I, I'm I'm pretty sure this is an analog for Indianapolis. That would, oh, that would okay. be my 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 guess. Uh, uh, I mean, name one. Well, I I can, but I want to see. We're going to test Greg's geography for a second. Name one other large town in Indiana. Go, Gary. Uh, uh, I mean that's a suburb of Chicago. Oh, so is it? Yes, I thought it was Gary, Indiana. It is in Indiana, but you are aware that you can have suburbs across the state line. Okay. Well, it's in the Gary. I mean, I'll I'll kind of give you Gary, but that's it's definitely in the Chicago metro area. Okay. Well, 
That's what I got. So I, you asked. All right. I gave you. Well, you've got you've got Indianapolis and then that's it. So I, I would have given you Fort Wayne. OK. And even though they're not huge communities, I would have given you South Bend or Lafayette for the schools that are there. OK. Uh, I couldn't give you anything like Evansville because that's too close to Louisville. So, yeah, I mean, pretty much we're talking Indianapolis here. All right. And welcome back to Indiana Geography Cast. Wow, that's a lot of great information, Dan. I can't wait till we cover Ohio next week. Well, honestly, we hate to see progress in Indiana, where in 1924, seven of the eight congressional seats were hold, held by members of the Ku Klux Klan. So I would hate to see Indianapolis grow up from a small, unincorporated area to a big city. Yeah, that's terrible. That's probably why he moved to an island with his wife, <laughs> away from all that garbage. Yeah, away from all that progress that we had there in the city, these two fine white folks. To move uh, to took a dark turn. Wow, Dan, you are great at the. <laughs> oh boy. Well, then his wife dies. So there you go. It even got darker. <laughs> yeah. But he knew they, that he wasn't alone in his heart because he had moved hatred. to an island. His wife dies, and he lives there, and he grows long white hair and a long white beard because that's what you look like when you live on an island. And then he becomes a southerner. Oh, my God. Do you think he was part of the... Oh, Dan. It did take a dark turn. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Now we can't, this like, is, hire him. Uh, this is why I can't do stand-up. Right? Yeah, because you, you, yeah. you brought him, like... and it, Well, it's it's even weirder because, like, he's, like, a total, like... He, he's a total upstart kind of guy in this in that, that top corner. You know, he's got his suit and everything like that. They're living the life and everything like that. And then... It's like it's almost like they're like uh, they're Bitcoin people in the in the the, the, the 2020s here. Right. And, and and he's like, yeah. And then I got tired of living in the big city. So we left to go got an island to go to. Yeah. To go, you know, to to be uh I almost said Yelpers. Yuffers, well, how many people did he murder on this island to take it over to take it he over? Leaves, I he, know he leaves, oh that part of, he leaves that part of the story out. It's not just a cemetery for his wife. It's a cemetery for like 30 other people. He just found an empty population. island conveniently. Nobody lived there. Like, no, like, no. like every white European man, he just found an area of the world to live in. And chances are it was it over. They went there and they brought their disease and sickness and plagued the island. Yeah, boy, we're okay. So anyway, <laughs> wow. wow, dude, you so Iron Man takes his electrical, his things, and then they zap the shit. Yeah, out and they zap him. He's fine. And he has a suit. And uh, we're back. Uh, so <laughs> Namor's upset because he got tricked and Iron Man's upset because he got tricked. And, and, and now they're going to go beat up the bad guys, but they don't know who the bad guys are yet. They just know that they're bad guys, right? They don't know it's rocks and oil yet. They just know that they're fake army guys or fake Navy guys. Yeah. Fake, yeah. fake guys. They're fake, fake, mili fake, <laughs> fake military, fake military guys. So they're on their way to beat up the fake military. And go get here it goes. Yeah. So. They're going to get him. All right. And so here they come. Uh, of power and and, his, and his Roxon, Roxon Oil guy. Uh, yeah. What was his name again? Uh, Rad Roxon. Rad Roxon. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. yeah Rad Roxon. Okay. Yeah. So I'm Rad Roxon says. Captain Rad. <laughs> like Norrin Rad. Is he related to the Silver Surfer? Yeah. Norrin Rad. Captain Rad. <laughs> Captain Rad Roxon. Well, Rad anyway, Roxon. Rad Roxon says Wait, those blasted superheroes have gotten wise somehow. Order all batteries to lock on and blow them into shark bait. If that's not, by the way, you brought up 
you brought up G.I. Joe. If that's yeah. not a Cobra Commander line, oh, I don't know what is. It totally is. Like, he looks like, okay, honestly, he looks like Major Blood, like, facially, but then with the sunglasses and everything like that, and and the the stances and everything in this in that panel, total Cobra Commander, total if Cobra Commander retreat, lines. he retreat, if he yells retreat, I'm going to be so happy here. And if you uh, know, This could be, like, literally... Literally, because Marvel did the comics, this is a Marvel book. What if Rocks and Oil? What if this is the genesis became, of became Cobra? Cobra. What if he you know, is based Cobra on how Commander? this storyline goes, that could entirely be possible. I know, right? I mean, like this totally could be. I have a feeling we're onto something here. Cobra Commander underneath the underneath that that shiny helmet has a freaking head of red hair and a wicked ass mustache all right well if you're if you're ready for this one i had to i i did verify it so i didn't know it because i've seen some posts from him lately but uh-huh. who drew first issue of gi joe a real american hero john romita jr no I'm just no no i know i <laughs> larry hama yeah, larry hama yes I have I have uh, a upgrade, bunch of my up, upgrade. <laughs> I have upgrade. a bunch of my original uh, a bunch. I say original a bunch of the G.I. Joe comic books that I had purchased when I was a child. Yeah. Uh, signed by Larry. Nice. It's, I think he's I think I saw that because I think he's coming to SummerCon. Yeah, he's coming to SummerCon when he was when he was in the area five years ago. Um, and I was we were at a at a show together. He was on a different in a different area and Anne was nice enough to take my books because I couldn't get away from the table and go have him sign the books. And he was like, are these yours? And she's like, they're my husband's. He can't leave the table. And then, um, you know, he signed the books. And then actually, uh, oddly enough, uh, uh, Randy Amberlin had worked on a couple of the books with Larry and Randy was a table or two away from him. So. They signed they signed the books together. So it's Oh my cool. god. I know. <laughs> That's so, so fantastic. I know. I'm like giant chunk of my childhood. But uh <laughs> I, 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 I I'm kinda jealous that she got to meet Larry because like apparently he's like super nice. She was like, he's so nice. Well, it's like, not too late because I know, well, I know. We'll I discuss could, that later. But I, we could totally do it. Totally do it. I know. Maybe I know. if we did it on a Friday, so uh, I go have a resign the comic right books that I've already had him sign. But Could anyway, this well, I can bring my Joe comic books down. No, there can only be one. Well, Set them anyway. on fire. No, anyway, <laughs> wow. I I'm sorry. I did. I I'm jealousy is a green is a green eyed monster. It's terrible. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> yes. we have a fight. Fights happen. Yeah, um, we're having a fight like Namor and Iron Man. Who Iron Man's is, like who's, rolling up ships. Who? Am, am I Iron Man or is Dan Iron Man or is Dan you Namor can be Iron or am Man. I, I Namor? Hate, I hate you, Iron Man. You can be Iron Man. You I'll want be, be Namor. Namor with your little wing feet and my eyebrows. And your underwear. <laughs> definitely my <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> definitely my eyebrows match Namor more than yours do. And That's I would true. definitely be more likely to wear that than you. That's true. That's true. And, and I would have the Iron Man suit and I. Yeah, totally. So fight <laughs> happens over like three or oh, four yeah. pages. Um, I'll, I'll let you guess who wins. Uh, Cobra. I mean, yeah. Roxanne. Roxanne. And we do get some good roadie lines in here. Uh, <laughs> this is what the sailor says. Hey, Captain Destroyers heading this way. The real Navy must have questioned uh, these survivors at the hospital. Brody says, well, well, looks like it's back to the gas pumps for you, Capitano. 
Um, I guess, I guess that's what you do when you're an oil company, you go back to pumping gas instead of running a giant, uh, paramilitary operation known as Cobra. Yeah. I mean, yeah. known as rocks and oil. It is actually kind of in this, in this, in the next panel, he looks like Stan Lee. He kind of does. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> that might be a that might be a little jab by uh, Mr. Romita Jr. It's it's kind of weird because he looks like Stanley. Oh well, wow! He rocks and says, "I'm not. I know when I'm beaten, Mister." This sounds totally Cobra Commander. It does but, retreat. But if Roxen can't have that vibranium, by God, nobody will. Nobody will. Uh, I mean, that's, that's that's practically a retreat right there. Well, retreat. Uh, so, all right. So all the stuff on the island starts getting blown up. Um, Iron Man starts pulling the ships all by himself with chains he found. Yeah, dude, because he's he's Iron Man. And he Iron also Man, gives away his secret Iron identity Man. on the same page. He just sings that an Iron Man can. That's yeah, because he says, I'm way ahead of you, Rhodey. You just get Beth to safety. And Beth's like, uh, huh? Beth, how does he know my name? Like, Beth, uh, uh, oops, <laughs> whoa, oops. Whoa. way to go, Tony. That's what happens when you're a little tipsy when you're doing a fight, you give stuff away. Um, because you'll re- recall he got drunk on the plane last issue, oh, so. yeah, and then well, uh, and then he got his ass handed by handed to him by Namor, so he's a little shell shocked. He definitely hasn't it. had any sleep, and he's definitely had the, all that blood pumping through his system, so yeah, you know, he, could, like, he could be really lit bleh. right now. Oh, yeah, he's a little... Though they don't mention do. that in the entire rest of the story, so... No, no, no. Anyway, Namor grabs Hiram and pulls him away from the island, and the island gets blown up, and and, and that's awful, and, and, and it gets destroyed, and he, he yells mm. for Mary, and it's really sad. And then they have the, the debrief with the, with, the, with the Navy, and they tell him what happened, and they, they decide that they should probably protect the vibranium, and then Hiram's just crying. The end. As he should. I mean, uh, yeah, because it's what happens when when your dreams are dashed and you lost everything. I'll just say too, like, I mean, David Michelini's concepts are growing on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned in the last podcast that my other exposure to some of his scripting wasn't my favorite. Yeah, and I'll still say like the Cobra Commander stuff and things like that. I, I don't know that his scripting is necessarily my favorite, but the plot seems to be rolling fine. I've, that, that I found him and Bob Layton work on together. I honestly like. I mean, that's the the goofiness of it. And when you take a look at it in retrospect, as being very Cobra Commandery and very like, um, it just it's just out there kind of. It it just it's 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 funny for the super serious notes that they're hitting with certain aspects of the story. Right. So there's a lot of very serious notes. And then you got this just unhinged oil company guy who's trying to take over uh, an Island and and steal vibranium, you know, with his. Yeah. I also would say like he, I, 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 I like, so I read the few issues before this and we started in one twenty. I am liking the redevelopment of the character, right? I, I mentioned that interview last time. Mm-hmm. I forget what the name of the crazy animal people were, but oh, like yeah, Michelini yeah, yeah. and Leighton, like Michelini's like, my first job was to get rid of those characters out of the book. Uh, yeah. Like he took over in the middle of a, a story and he gets rid of those characters. And I do see like, I like the notion that they're focusing more on Tony, Beth and Rhodey. Mm-hmm. Um, building those relationships, uh, focusing on the crazy secretary. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, 
I love her. I forget her name at the moment, but yeah. So I really like that, that that's happening. Right. It's a lot of fun. All right. So anyway, that's the end of our journey here. And we're going to hit Iron Man. Hopefully, you know, soon we'll get, we'll get these out in some sort of reasonable fashion for you. Um, We're going to hit Iron Man 122. And I can't wait. I, I actually, you know, despite some of the fun we're making of the book, I am really enjoying, like I said, the, progression of the character uh namor is going to exit early on in the next book and we're going to get some more progression of some different stories so i like it i like and uh and next issue not just as a hint but hang on because they're gonna try to do their best to update uh iron man's origin to from the 60s to 1979 and i you're gonna comment a lot for me on this next issue because there's going to be um, a lot of Asian stereotypes, but maybe trying to write that out of the book. And I can't wait for your feedback. Yeah. On this we'll, one. We'll talk about it. And yeah, where I have no right to talk about it, but you have all the right I, to talk about it. So I am interested to see what you have to say. I will. I will preface it with the times were different then. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's, it is going to be kind of like some of the books that I've had people read. It's it's going to be times were different then, but I feel like they were trying at least. Yeah, yeah, they were trying at least. I mean, there's a lot of things like you can say. I mean, uh, I mean, we're not going to get into the full the full discourse, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff that was just like, I mean, in the last like 10 years that has as the world has changed, things are just not what you would you just Things are different from when things yep. were written, and and in TV, film, other things like that. As as you know, as far as like what people would be like, oh wow, that's that's okay. That applies to TV shows that were broadcast on on regular old. You don't need any. It's not streaming, and it's just you know run of the mill TV. And you're like, holy crap, they said that. Yep, yep. they did, and that was totally fine back in 2013. Well, and I'll also just say, I'll just say, you know, we're going to take the approach with the next book. And this is sort of a warning too for everybody, but we're going to take the approach with the next book. Anytime we read a book like this, we're going to look at it in two ways, right? We're going to one, we're going to call out the racism or sexism that exists in the book. But two, we're also going to place the book in the time it was written. Mm -hmm. So if we're seeing substantial improvement by the book from what was before, and we're seeing them try to retcon things and fix things then we're going to call that out too because that's only fair and if we're not seeing that we're also going to call that out right well, say, i mean I, I'm gonna say, I'll, I'll even throw it out there i mean because like we'll we'll talk about where the the book places it in this time period and then where we pick it up in the film period and where we are in today and how each and every one of those different aspects I might yeah, be a I little mean, different <laughs> and not to get too far into it, but I think the personally, I think the film. Okay. Now, now I don't even know if I should have a thought, but in some ways the film version is far more racist than uh, the next uh-huh. issue. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, and I think it's, I mean, timeliness wise, we're just, we're in a different place and yeah well and we also had to switch the bad guys right like yeah. you know the the anyway again yeah. you said we wouldn't get into it we're starting to as a preview no, no, next time no, preview, we may get into this is why the, you gotta the notion, listen you gotta the download notion, the next episode yeah, you gotta, gotta download the next episode because we're gonna talk about always labeling an enemy and having an enemy out there right and, that's why and you need a rock is the other and that's why will, you need a cobra commander 
We'll get into that. Yeah, it's a easier if you have faceless. a Roxin. I'd rather have a Roxin than taking a race and labeling them as the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, throwing that out there. Kind I'd always a rather a have a Roxin. Face. I'd rather have a Cobra Commander. Yeah, <laughs> a nameless, faceless corporation, even if it is a, 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 a pyramid scheme where they're just trying to sell you candles. And, uh, you know, you find out that Cobra Commander is just some, some Kyle that you went to high school with. Though, though, I, I will just though I will just say that I mean, again, if I was going to critique things, and yeah. I would never do that, you know, GI Joe just does perpetuate the 1984 notion of endless war against unnamed powers. But you know, I know you love your GI Joe, so I would never want to like hurt your feelings. Or oh yeah, that. no, no, I I totally like I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. There's always somebody for them to fight, right? There's, there's always, always somebody. Some... There's always somebody but, for the American hero to save us from. But they don't. But but they use these crazy like laser tag lasers that don't actually kill anybody. They're like a stun gun. Just at least on the, screen. Yeah, on screen. Yeah. So they never die. Unless you're watching Robot Chicken. <laughs> oh my god! Or like the uh, uh, Community, where <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, terrible. Anyways, or yeah, I could keep or, going. I could. I could. Or <laughs> or or. But, or, or. But but so far, so far, uh, I mean, I give the first two books in the Iron Man story a little weird with Namor so, sort of being the the catch all in the first couple issues. Right. Uh, uh-huh. And Vibranium sort of being the focus as they transition to uh, the drinking issues with the Iron Man and, and sort of going back to the Iron Man origin. But I will also say I do think. Uh, I liked having Namor there and I liked having the sort of the vibranium plot line so they could introduce the new villain and they could also start to character build mm-hmm. um, and still have action happening, right? Like, I feel like things are happening while right. they're building the new Iron Man universe, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't seem to be, it was fun. I mean, they're, they're fun reads. They're fine. Definitely. And, and that, that's my thoughts. So any additional thoughts before we get out of here? No, that's all I got. I, I think people should um, come along for the journey as we, we unpack Iron Man, get him out of his can. We use the can opener. Yeah. Would you use the electric can opener powered I mean, by? Uh, yeah. Powered by a gas power generator. Yeah, exactly. And we get him out of his shell. Yeah, just like a clam, you know, just shot it. That's or what we got to like do. So yeah. stick around. Keep paying attention. We'll see you soon unless you've got anything to plug right now. I got nothing. I don't think so. All right. Well, that's easy enough. Well, follow us on Twitter at FunnyBook4Nzix. Or Facebook. Instagram at the same, right? And oh, yeah. some Facebook at actually FunnyBook Forensics spelled out. Like, it's real simple. Yeah. We love you all. And uh, we'll be back soon. Mm-hmm.